0: He's got a beautiful backswing.
1: Dad! oh, he got all of that one.
0: Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Layup with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> oh my God, you had to deal with the golf course people too. Well, that
2: wasn't quite what I meant, you know.
3: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 73rd Hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. We are the official podcast of Golf, Oklahoma and we are glad to be here on a Monday morning well at least two of us are glad to be here on a Monday morning as the Americans have in historic fashion absolutely pile driven the euros back across the pond 19 to 9 and honestly I don't know that 19 to 9 is even indicative of how dominant it truly was the Americans absolutely got after it uh, Taylor I had it at 16 and a half to 11 and a half you had a 17 to 11. Something like that, yeah. It was either 17 and a half. No, I got it right here. You had it at 17 and a half to 10 and a half. Oh, even so, better. So even better. Um, Sam had the Euros at 15 and a half to 12 and a half. The Euros <laughs> had won seven of the last nine Ryder Cups. They'd won four of the last five. Uh, this might have been a little changing of the guard this week as the Young Bucks from America came in and really got it done. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on your Euros. I know as you were watching on Friday and Saturday, you started to feel it slip away, and then yesterday was kind of the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I mean,
1: I guess you start with Friday. I'll get to Padre Harrington in a second, but like you said, I felt it slipping away very early. Uh, it's not just momentum-wise, you could just tell that the U.S. team not only was the better team, Whistling Straits was the better course fit. Um, and I saw it slip away right at the start when, you know, Padre Harrington, who I'll get to in a minute, but he throws out Westwood, and Fitzpatrick, and then he puts Poulter uh, with Rory. I have no clue why you would ever put uh, Poulter and Westwood in alternate shot. They were by far the two worst ball strikers in the whole Ryder Cup. Uh, I I don't know why you would do that to get off to a slow start. I don't think it even mattered, though, because the U.S. is just by far and away uh, the better team. And uh, I need to come on today and say, look, everybody, I was wrong. I uh, I tried to get cute, tried to pick the Europeans, thought that they, uh, they might, you know, not have gotten enough credit coming into the Ryder Cup, and they were still, like, you know, a bunch of top 50 players in the world plus the number one player in the world. I thought, you know, golf is golf. It can get a little weird. Turns out it went straight chalk, and I was completely wrong. Uh, and, you know, some people aren't allowed to uh, or aren't able to admit When they're wrong, I am. I was completely wrong. So uh, all I have to say now is, uh, I feel bad for my Eagles uh, this (laughs) afternoon because uh, my weekend started off with Christian McCaffrey on Thursday night getting hurt. Uh, He's my fantasy running back. Uh, Then Friday night we had to take Piper to the hospital. That was fun. Oh no! Uh, And then the year okay, she's okay. Okay, she's okay. All all is good. But Piper's the dog, by the way. Piper you know is my puppy. Uh, and then the Europeans continued to get their ass kicked on Saturday. Uh, then Saturday night, uh, we found out that OU uh, doesn't even have uh, an offensive line or a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, speaking of Padre Carrington playing the wrong guys, I think and Riley is too. Uh, and then uh, we, <laughs> Got go, the defense, though. <laughs> we go to Sunday. For uh, once. And the Chiefs, uh, they... They played like absolute trash and uh The coach and then, went to the hospital. Yeah, and then Juju uh Smith Schuster, my uh wide, one of my wide receivers for my fantasy team, he gets hurt. So, I mean, uh, you know, I feel a little left out that I didn't pick the USA team, I feel like I should be celebrating right now, but my dumbass ruined it all. <laughs> and uh, and you know I you know I, I would guarantee uh, a Cowboys cover tonight.
3: Well, that was going to happen anyway because the Cowboys are by far the superior team, just by better players, better coaches, just all around a better organization. But
4: Sam, did you have to hire an accountant to figure out how many pizzas you owed? <laughs> you, oh, okay, do you want to get into the
1: pizzas right now? <laughs> of I, course. I, I almost okay. How many pizzas do you owe? <laughs> I only, I really only owe three pizzas. But, okay, you owe me two. But I owed, you know, I bet I made a little wager uh, with one of my buddies, uh, Thomas Luger, that I lost. I lost uh, two pizzas to you. I lost one to my dad that I made on the show, and I lost a burger. The worst one I lost, <laughs> just the
3: one you lost. a Daniel no, burger?
1: No, 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 You lost a Johnny's charcoal burger. I lost a Johnny's charcoal bro- bro- broiler uh, burger to. Rick Haynes. So I lost a burger to his own restaurant.
3: Did you... That's really funny. That's really funny. Did you lose... I got to buy him a burger from his own restaurant. Here's my question. Did you lose a burger... From
1: Daniel Berger. I did lose a pizza from Daniel Berger. <laughs> yes. Because, all right, so I, I was texting T-Dub when this was happening. Obviously, the USA had already locked it all up. And me and T-Dub had the pizza on Fitzpatrick winning his singles match. And he said that no matter who he plays, Fitzpatrick will lose his singles match. And it comes down, turns out that they're the last group on the course. <laughs> Fitzpatrick <laughs> stripes it down 18. No way that he can not at least tie and then it's gonna. I'm only gonna owe one pizza. Might even win. I mean, he stripes it right down the middle, and he proceeds to fat it right into the creek, oh, the little creek right in front of the, yard short of the green, thirty yards short of the green. It was, you know, it was a comedy of errors by the European team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was wrong and I, I felt left out the whole time because it was one of the most impressive performances that I've ever seen, uh, in the history of golf. I mean, they, they played flawless golf the entire time. Uh, and I wish I would have been rooting for him. I should have been, I was wrong.
4: Well, I'll tell you what, I, I may just upgrade my two pizzas to like an extra large or something to kind of <laughs> ease the salt in the wound. Get some
3: cheesy bread or something. Oh, that's a good idea. I could I guess, I maybe some wings or you. something.
4: Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, we have a lot of options now. So here, here's one thing I'll mention. All right. So yeah, we're talking about the old, Sam was talking about the old Europeans coming in and thought that they would have momentum. I think the biggest thing you got to look at is so for the first two sessions, or the first four sessions, I'm sorry, you have a total of 16 matches. Mm-hmm. So John Rom played in, in Four though, so that means there's twelve other matches that John Rahm did not play in. The Europeans were 1, 10, and one in those in those twelve groups that didn't have John Rahm in it. So, I mean, without the number one player in the world, almost I know Sergio played well, but Rahm was definitely backpacking Sergio mm-hmm. a lot of their matches. If not for John Rahm, the Europeans may have only gotten four points. And I think today. that
1: Harrington really put Rory behind the eight ball by putting him with Poulter twice, and then uh, obviously you know Hovland hit it pretty well, but he couldn't make a putt to save yeah. his life, especially when he really needed them. I think he tied, what, two matches?
3: You have the records right there, Tito. You, you know what yeah. I noticed from Hovland, by the way? every single putt, every single eight-footer was missing on the left side. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, and it didn't matter if it was a right-to-left putt or left-to-right putt. Every single one was missing an inch left of the hole.
4: If anyone's listening who's in Javi's camp, he's lining, he's setting up with the putter face shut, and he's not able to release the putter. He's freaking cutting across everything. So, Javi, if you're listening, that's what's going on, my friend. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, I do think, because I do want to get to Hovlin a little bit, who, if we would have said going into this, he got a, he got one point total, but that's because he have two of his matches. If you would have came in and said that Hovland was not going to win a point for the Europeans,
3: a full point, oh,
4: was not going to win a full point, yeah, at, at any point, I would have probably thrown my computer at you and said that you're an idiot. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, no one would have thought that, and and you can talk about maybe the pairings that he's play, paid, played with or whatever, but. I mean, he, he had to stepped up at some point, and to be able to get halves, in all honesty, was pretty good for the Europeans at this point, but not if he went in and said that he wasn't able to get a full point, I would have been shocked. And even the same for Rory, if not for a singles match where Rory came out and, and stepped up, and I'll be the first one to say, I thought it was a mistake putting Rory out on Saturday night first because of how he was playing, but... Harrington came out and said how much of a leader that he had been and so his quote was let the leader lead. So he went out and he led and he beat Shawley's ass. Yeah, and then well. at that point I was a little, Okay, well maybe they got a little bit of momentum. Never really thought they had a chance uh-huh. to to come back. But at the same time, you just you look at the depth of the Europeans and besides John Rom, they had they brought literally nothing to the table.
3: Well, and my thing is, you know, Westwood, Poulter, Fitzpatrick, some of these guys that he ran out in alternate shot, Patrick didn't run Shane Lowry out for alternate shot either day. And it seems like that format would really suit Shane Lowry's game. Mm-hmm. I just, I really questioned a lot of what Patrick Harrington did. Look, I think the Europeans were overmatched, kind of regardless of what he did, but I thought sitting Sergio Friday afternoon, the leading point getter, the leading match winner of all time at the Ryder Cup was a huge mistake. I thought he should have just run Rahm and Sergio out for all four sessions and hope that those guys could get you three or four points, and then the rest of the team just needs to get you another three or four going into Sunday. I thought that was the play. He doesn't do that. He sits Sergio Friday afternoon. He runs Westwood Westwood and Fitzpatrick out for both sessions of alternate shot. Doesn't run Shane Lowry out for either one. Ian Poulter comes out first session. It was a disastrous course fit for Ian Poulter. I just... I know that they were overmatched, they probably weren't gonna win anyway. It was a perfect course set up for the Americans, but I was really surprised with a lot of what, what Patrick Harrington did. I thought I even tweeted at him from the seventy third hole account on Friday and said shout out at Patrick Harrington for the free point. Like as soon as we saw the Westwood Fitzpatrick matchup, everybody pretty much consensus was like, Oh, that's gonna be a boat race. And then he, and he it threw it back out, then he threw it back out Saturday morning. And they got roasted
1: yeah. again. I didn't well, I don't get it. And then he had to split up guys like what I thought he should have done in the morning is put Rory and Hovland together, guarantee a point, hopefully. And then Rahm and Sergio, which he did. But then, you know, like I said, there was other guys that hit the ball well that would have, you know, contributed to alternate shot more, such as a Terrell Hatton, who we saw hit the ball really well until 18. He almost tried to choke it off. And then Shane Lowry on, Saturday, night. on
3: Saturday though,
1: On Saturday night. Shane Lowry made the par. Oh, uh, Friday,
3: well, Fr- Friday night. Friday that's night. That's when he was playing with wrong.
1: But Yeah, yeah, yeah. When but I totally wrong. agree with you, Colby. I couldn't agree with you more. That I don't even think that uh, if the Europeans played well, they would have beat the U.S. at Whistling Straits. I mean, you go through and look at it. Terrell Hatton, you know, he had that one good round where he hit it well with Shane Lowry. They ended up winning... Tommy Fleetwood is terrible Shane I mean um, Ian Poulter's terrible now Lee Westwood played horrible Paul Casey if someone you know knows where he is let me know please uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick you know the terrible course for him and Bern Wiesberger I mean he shouldn't have even been on the team in the first place So I think out of all it, those that you it. said
4: I think Paul Casey may be the biggest shock 0-4 oh, 0-4 oh, and, the, oh and, and then he really did yeah.
1: finally play pretty good on in singles but DJ was just better Yeah, yeah I, mean, that, but, I
4: mean DJ made eight birdies
1: yeah, yeah. by I mean, the way DJ went no, it's- Real quick, before I forget this stat, Hovland and Morikawa yesterday shot 59 best ball I saw that. in their match.
3: I saw that. I mean, guys were going low. Guys were going sick low all over the course. I want to get y'all's thoughts uh, after we talk to Woody here in a second. I want to get y'all's thoughts on the Euros moving forward and whether having so many old guys on the team, who are going to be the young guys coming in. I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. After we talk to our man, Woody, we had to call Woody Jim Woodward legend here in the state of Oklahoma to get his thoughts on the Ryder cup. Woody, we appreciate
0: you taking a few minutes. How are you doing on this fine Monday morning? I'm doing wonderful. I, uh, I, I decided I'd have a drink last night for our victory too, but then I had one one. So uh, I shouldn't say maybe I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing a little bit hungover, but it was it was a great day. Great day for great day for America. It was a great day. And Woody,
3: nineteen to nine. You predicted the Americans, but nineteen to nine. It got out of hand. Did you see it getting that that crazy and that lopsided?
0: Well, after day one, I kind of did, and I got to admit to you guys after the first. Even after the morning round, I sent a little message to your buddy Sam there. said, USA, USA. Because I, I saw that first morning round in that alternate shot where we took a 3-1 lead. And I thought, oh this this looks pretty inviting. And then the afternoon, we just added to it. And then the, the next day, I mean, you could see it coming. Um, I, the only reason why I predicted that, guys, is think back when Tiger was 30, 35, and all you guys were just kids growing up, you wanted to be like him. He brought out everybody to be better. Well, these young men that are on that team, they've sat there and watched us get beat. Well, what was it, seven out of the last nine times? And I just just had this feeling they'd had enough. And I, I give Stricker all the credit in the world for his picks. I think he did a fabulous job on his picks. I just think it was a perfect storm. We were in the United States on a golf course that was suited to us. There was, everything about that Ryder Cup looked like it was getting stacked towards us. Now, I didn't expect 10 points. No, I'll be honest with you there. I expect four or five, maybe three, four or five, something like that. Now, I told you guys that when we talked, but 10, wow, that was fun. Woody, obviously, when I picked the Europeans,
1: uh, you know, I thought that the Europeans would come out with a little bit more juice and a little bit more fire in those uh, team matches, and I think part of it had to do with Padraig Harrington. Now, like I just talked about on the show a little before you got on, I said, you know, I don't think they would have won anyways because the Americans played flawless golf, but the Europeans also never put any pressure on them whatsoever, uh, and in the Ryder Cup, making putts is the biggest deal, and I think that they never had really any super pressure putts, and I think that Harrington throwing out Westwood and Fitzpatrick and Poulter uh, in alternate shot when they were the worst ball strikers, I think that that kind of set a bad tone, and then it just continued, and Rory never got any, uh, you know, confidence because he was with Poulter and Hovland, you know, he was hitting it well and missing putts, and I felt like there was just no confidence on the European side.
0: Well, and, and that's, that's a great observation, Sam. They look like they came out flat from the get-go to me. And, you know, you live by experience sometimes, but you die by it. And I think that's what was so bad about the American teams in the past. They didn't have that camaraderie. Well, this time I saw it in the Europeans. I mean, God love old Victor Hoblin, He played his little heart out. But, he, you know, getting paired with Polter and – these guys are, are like his father almost. Uh, they're not his buddies. Uh, where if you, you watch those Americans, you know, when we think about it, think about this for a minute. Dustin Johnson's the oldest guy on our team and went 5-0. and oh. um, we, we did something this time. We set that precedence, Boys, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to go out on another limb. Look out, because I think we're going to dominate the Ryder Cup for about the same way the Europeans did. We got youth. I don't know what they got coming. They got Hoblin. They got Fitzpatrick who was young. Um, who else on that team was like our guy? you guys Rom's know anybody? Still,
4: Rom's still fairly young. Rom, Rom, I'm sorry. I forgot about the best guy. The well, if, Rom, if, okay, if not yeah. for Rom, they would have gotten maybe two points for the week. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, I forgot about John Rom. How do you forget him? Um, but for the most part, you know what I'm saying. Look how stacked we are. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if probably 10 out of those 12 guys are there in two years. Uh, You might lose a couple off that team that somebody else might come up a house fire. We don't know. Hey, maybe it's Taylor Gooch. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, But you know what? Who knows what's coming over the next two years on our team? But it looks pretty solid if you ask me, guys.
1: Yeah, you make a great point about all the U.S. guys being in the middle of their prime. I mean, if you look through the list, I mean, Dustin Johnson is at the end of his prime, but you have Patrick Cantlay, Morikawa, Shoffley, DeChambeau, Scheffler, Thomas, (laughs) Berger, Kepka, Spieth, English, and Finau. They're all in their prime, Woody. And so I Uh, think it was a perfect storm. Um, You know, and and like you said, the Europeans, you know, and and I – Going back to the Europeans just for one second, because I picked them, you know, I think that they messed up on their qualifying uh, as well. I think, you know, in the future, I think that the way that the U.S. did their qualifying, uh, I know that they have to switch it up in Europe a little bit because of the European tour. Uh, But having the six picks, I think, worked out perfect for Steve Stricker. And I would, if I am president of, you know, the PGA of America, I'm going to, Put Steve Stricker as the captain uh, in Europe, uh, in uh, Rome, I think it is.
0: <laughs> and, and, you know, PGA of America isn't that smart. Um, <laughs> I, I wish they were, but they're not. I do not think you'll see Stricker again. But um, I, don't, I don't know that if you could who you put as our captain, that that team is so dominating, I, I, unless they're just a complete moron. I, I think I think anybody can coach those guys, just between you and me. I think, don't get me wrong, I think Stricker's pairings were perfect. I think he did everything right. But I think any captain would, would see those personalities and know kind of who to put with who. I really do believe that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think you could do it.
1: I, I do think uh, that in the future we will need a captain that has his humble mentality and is able to handle all the egos. And like the players said, you know, they – it, he was a player's captain. He let them do what they normally do on a week to week basis. Let them kind of choose their pairings and everything, and it seemed to work out great. Yeah. I mean, we even saw Brooks and Bryson hug by the end of it all.
0: Well, and, and and that's just you get wrapped up in it. I don't, I don't think a lot of those guys fully understood the emotions that go into that Ryder Cup. That that once they got into the middle of it, uh, and the one that really impressed me was Cantley because. They had the right attitude. Cantley said, let's go get 20 points. I mean, (laughs) I love the fact that they they put their foot on their neck and they choked them out. Uh, And I thought that was great. I mean, they all shook hands. They all said, hey, yeah, kumbaya when they were done. But you could tell those Americans came to win this time. And and you know what? They watched those European victories. And And it'll be a different show in two years, guys. When you go to Europe, they'll set the golf courses up just as best they can but i tell you what, when you got a thoroughbred, you can give him bad food, you can give him a bad track, you can do a lot of things, but I look at that U.S. team with those thoroughbreds, I don't know how you can, I don't know what you can do to stop those boys. I really don't, and I hope they leave that, that Wisconsin that they all hung over, which I'm sure they are, but I hope they leave with thinking, okay, job done, let's get ready in two years, let's go do it again.
4: Well, I could I completely agree with that, Woody. But I also think you make a really good point about – because I was just as excited when I heard what Cantley said about wanting to get to 20 because I think that was the big difference between this year and, let's say, Medina in 2012 when they were just trying mm-hmm. to get to the 14.5 mark as opposed to just trying to run away with it, which they easily could have done that year but decided not to just because obviously right. Europeans yeah. were coming at them as well. and. St- Captain Stricker said it afterwards. Obviously, it was his team, so he may be a little biased. But this is the the largest margin of victory in the team team history. Is this the best team the United States has ever put together?
0: Boy, it sure looked like it to me, I got to tell you. Because I was sitting there watching it. And, you know, every, every team they went to, you watched our guys and you went, dang, he's really good. Dang, he's really good. And let's be honest, guys, speed played like crap. Speed didn't yep. play near as good as speed can play, and and so you know you look at that, and, and I really wasn't all that impressed with Harris English. I mean, he did the best he could. I know he was a rookie too, but there was some of those guys on that team, and like or dislike that Chambeau, he brings a certain flair to it now. You want to talk about a guy that's going to take a beating over in Europe if he keeps his kind of same demeanor going over the next two years? I'm hoping this will kind of mellowed him out. Uh, I don't know. I just saw, boy, I just saw so much firepower, and and you know we get spoiled. We watch these guys every week. We know how good they are, but then you saw them all mixed together and all getting along, and 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 it was just like a about steamroller, wasn't it? I mean it was it was unbelievable. I thought that was the dang best golf I'd seen in a long time.
4: The first American team since nineteen ninety three without Tiger or Phil on it and we're having this conversation the next day. I think that's very fascinating.
0: Well and, and hey don't get me wrong I I love Tiger Woods. I love Phil Mickelson. I think those guys are great, but they always seem like that especially Tiger. I love him, but he always seemed like he was it was he didn't want to be there. Almost, especially when he was younger. I mean, it was like, oh, man, I got to go do this stupid Ryder Cup thing. It really felt that way to me, because if you look at his record in Ryder Cup, how is that guy not have a winning record? The only reason he would not is because he really didn't give a shit. Pardon my French. <laughs> I mean, he really didn't, it seemed like to me. Now, the later years, he got a little bit more. You know, rah-rah USA. But early on, I don't think he cared about it that much. And we didn't have that amount of youth ever on a golf. And if we go back through the years of the Ryder Cup, find a team that's ever been that young. Well, and I, I don't the- know. A big
3: discrepancy I saw this week, uh, Woody, is golf has more and more turned into a young man's game. Everybody's chasing distance. Everybody's hitting it a mile, and they're they're all so dialed in with track man on wedges, irons, all these things. And I think that we really saw the old guard with the Euros and the young guard with the U.S., and it looked to me like a bunch of old guys on the European side trying to play a young man's game, and they were beaten at a young man's They're game. Key. And and I just yeah. don't know moving forward, Woody, what the solution is on that for the Euros. They've got Rom, Rory, Hovland, some of these young guys, but they've got a bunch of guys that are aging out. I mean, Rose, uh, Sergio's probably not quite aging out yet. He's got a couple more Ryder Cups in him, but just a couple. Uh, Poulter, Maybe. you know, he's getting older, so... I don't know, Woody. I I just see it becoming more and more of a young man's game, and the Americans just have more of the young guys. So I think it bodes pretty well moving forward. But I I don't know. 2018, the Euro still set the course up so well that it took all those long bombers and all those weapons out of the U.S.'s hands. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see how that plays moving forward. I did want to ask you about team chemistry. For the US. I saw a quote, and gosh, I don't have it in front of me. I can't remember which one of the American players said it. But the quote was uh, This team room was great, different group of guys than we've had in the past. It was a blast. And I just wonder this was a bad, bad week for Patrick Reed moving forward, wanting captain's picks? Because let's call a spade a spade. First team in a while that hasn't had Patrick Reed on it. First team in a while that we have looked at and said, wow, those guys get along. They're having a blast. Even Brooks and Bryson were hugging throughout the week. So what do you think of the fact that Patrick Reed was left off the team and it looked like the best
0: chemistry we've seen in years? Well, and we talked about that, you guys, when we got on last week before this thing. I said Stricker made the best decision there. I, I, I'm not saying that Patrick Creed doesn't bleed red, white, and blue. He does. But there's more to it than that. And and just like going not with Kevin Na. I mean, Kevin Na's a great player, but I think he rubs some guys the wrong way. If you think the chemistry doesn't have a lot to do with it, well, well you're crazy. I mean, you're absolutely crazy because that's why the Euros dominated for so long. Their chemistry was so well. This is the first time those guys like each other. They really do. And I'm not saying that Brooks and uh, DeChambeau were going to go on a trip like Cantley and uh, and, and Morikawa or Shopley and those guys did, but they they understood their job and they went and they did it. Uh, and they, that's the difference is they were able to bury hatchets and turn their attitudes to that whole group. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall with these guys I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall two weeks ago when they showed up for the practice round, because I think that spoke volumes right there. Now, now Kepka wasn't there, and everybody made a very big deal out of it, which Kepka probably wished he had have gone. But for the most part, you guys see it, and that's the difference between the old guard and the young guard. The old guard back in the day of the PGA Tour, I'll tell you one story. Gil Morgan said this to me when I was first rookie and out on the PGA Tour. He said, "What you're a very likable guy." Everybody's going to want to play with you, that you enjoy being around you, everything else. But let me just tell you something. About 75% of them don't care what you shoot, and the other 25% is hope you shot higher. They not like you because you know why? You're going to take your job from them. That, they were afraid I was going to come out there and take somebody's job. These guys ain't worried about their job anymore. They, they are full-fledged, balls to the wall, getting better every day type of group, and they're going to keep doing it. That's what I think.
4: Well, you know, to to put, make Colby's point about how I don't think Reed should ever be on the team again, just look at some of the Americans that were left off. Webb Simpson, Kevin Knott, who was playing unbelievably. Sam Burns, a young guy. Will our Torres who's going to be around for how many ever years as long as he can keep making putts. Jason Kokrak, another great player. Uh, Billy Horschel, yeah. who for some reason wanted a call to be on the team, which still boggles him on. And don't forget, so-
1: don't forget about Matthew Wolf as well.
4: Matthew Wolf, yeah. yeah. T- Taylor Gooch as well. Yeah, I mean, no. just the American side is looking so much more promising than the Europeans. It's not even funny, Woody.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys. I don't know enough about the European Tour, but you just named five or six guys. That's why I told you. Do I think all 12 of these guys will be back in two years? I really don't, just simply because the names you just spoke of. And if you think that Matthew Wolf and Sam Burns and Colcrat and these guys aren't sitting at home watching that and going, dang, I wish I was part of that. Well, yeah. well, well you can well, there's nobody. that wouldn't want just, to be a part of that.
1: For real quick, I was just gonna list off some of the Europeans that didn't make it. It was Victor Perez, uh Robert McIntyre, Guido Miliozi, uh my college teammate uh Antoine Rosner. You know, you had Justin Rose, obviously, uh who yeah. you know Eastberger. But like like to go to both of y'all's points, the US is gonna be better
0: for many years on paper, at least. Well, in and, and paper only only goes so far. You still got to put the ball in the hole, and and guys, again, when you go to the foreign soil, it's going to be a little bit different. But I just don't see our team ever slowing down, at least for the next let's call it five Ryder Cups, which is ten years. I just don't, I just don't see this team imploding or anything else. And what Kobe's saying about Reed, I, you know what? I hate to say it. But unless he qualifies for the team, I'd never put him on the team. Why would you why would you put anybody in your locker room that's a cancer? Why? Why would you do that? You'd be stupid to do that. Now, if he qualifies for the team, there's nothing you can do about that. You know what I'm saying? But if we keep getting to have six picks, the Euros are gonna to try to get the same thing. Because having six picks allows you not only to pick great players, but it allows you to pick guys that get along. Well, and We saw that this week.
4: And I I think this this is another good point to make here, Woody. All all those Americans that I named, not just analytically, but just, I mean, everything you look at, those are all better players than Bern Weisberger is. And he was on the team this year. And we had ten guys who didn't make the team who probably would have been better than him. Mm
0: -hmm. Without a doubt. On paper, you guys are right. Taylor, you're spot on with that. On paper, let me just tell you, we've got a stack pile of guys coming that are better than what, what what Sam just mentioned, those guys. And, I, again, I'm not as educated as I probably should be to ever talk on even a radio show or a podcast, other than the fact I've been there and done a lot of this. Those guys aren't as good. I'm telling you, those names that Sam said, I, I know they're good players. they got to be or They wouldn't even be close to getting on their team. But they're not what you guys named off that we got coming. And who do we got coming that we don't even know about that's still in college? You know, I, I forgot all about Will he how, how he how good is how good a match play player could he be?
4: Or let's just. A, as at, long as they don't... I was going to say, let's just look at OU or OSU's uh, college roster. You probably find <laughs> one or two on there that'll
0: be on the team eventually. Uh, you would think so. You would think so. I just, I just, I don't know. I walk away finally. I finally walk away looking at the future of saying, you know what, this could be fun for a little while anyway. And we deserve it. You know what, boys? We've been getting our butts handed to us. You call it whatever you want, but we have not been competitive in the Ryder Cup in a long, long time. Well, I think they just made a really, really, really strong point. They're serious now.
1: Could not agree more, Woody. Uh, you know, by the way, we. Since last week was Ryder Cup week, I forgot to tell you that I played golf for the first time last week, Woody, uh, and it, it it was not good, and I need a lesson, Woody. You got any, 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 any tips for me, Woody? Over
0: there. I mean, I, I need anything. Well, Sam, you've always got to remember, if, if, if you will just think about getting the golf ball in play <laughs> and not necessarily thinking about driving it over the back of the range all the time... <laughs> You would be a little bit better golfer, and what I want you to realize now that, son, you are married, okay? You know what's next in line for you and your lovely bride? Children. So where you are going to gain speed and altitude being a family man, you are going to lose speed and altitude with your golf swing and your golf game, and it's okay. Okay. It's all right, my friend. You can go out and enjoy golf now. Don't grind at it, okay? Well, what like do you? I, a couple of beers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what like? I like. I was telling Taylor, I had two options after this last member guess. I either could quit right. golf, or I could get better. So I think my my goal for next year is to just at least make the state am. We'll We'll, we'll start there. Uh, okay, good boy, good boy. But. Good boy. but, but Woody, I mean, we're, we're going to have to get together. I mean, it was terrible. But I had to bring it up because I forgot to tell you last week we had a lot of Ryder Cup stuff to talk about, so I had to bring it up.
0: Well, it's okay, son. You know me. Anytime you're out there at Oak Creek, you see me. You you whistle your little tail down there. And we're going we're gonna to talk. We're going to do a lot more not on your golf swing. We're going to teach you how to enjoy golf because right. that's something you need to go do again. And if you start to enjoy golf, you'll be amazed how much better you'll play golf. And that goes for anybody out there listening. It's not life or death, okay? And you need to quit treating it that way. You're not a competitive player anymore. You kind of are having fun at it, and then you become competitive again when you have fun. I'm telling
1: you, it works. Woody, my last question is, give me a memory from this Ryder Cup that you'll always remember.
0: You know, There were so many that, that I saw that were, that were, that would stick into my mind. But I will have to tell you, having played at Whistling Straits, and I hate to give him the credit for this because he still drives me crazy. That line that Dee Sambo took on that par five that day and hit it 400 and whatever yards and just flipped the wedge onto the green, it screamed two things to me. I'm not that guy. I wasn't even (laughs) thinking of going that direction. I didn't even know that existed where he hit that golf ball, okay? And the other thing is we're going to have to do something to slow this down because as great a golf shot as that was, you shouldn't be able to do that. You should not be able to drive that golf ball over all that crap out there to where he hit it to. I'm sorry. I just think we're going to have to do something. How, That's what I take from that Ryder Cup.
1: We just had Michael Gellerman on. He said that they should uh, kind of change the b- golf ball a little bit. Uh, how would you do it if it were you? That, it's the golf ball.
0: It, it is no doubt it's the golf ball, guys. It, you, can, you can't stop the equipment. You can't stop the athlete. But you can, meaning the equipment, shafts, heads, all that kind of stuff. They can control it. That ball must, must, must be controlled. And I've heard all sorts of theories. One theory is, is you make that ball where it's not as heavy, uh, which sounds crazy, but they can do it. They can do they can do a number of things, and it would still not take away from Bryson because let's say let's say you cut that ball back, he's still going to be longer than everybody else, isn't he? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And no matter what we do to that golf ball, he's still going to have an advantage because he can still hit it further than anybody else. So. It doesn't take away necessarily advantage for him, but what it does is it keeps these golf courses where they're fun, where they're, where they're, they're still a challenge. Uh, he did stuff that, that you know, I just was shaking my head at because, I, 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 like I said, I happened to play there. And, uh, of course, I played when I was 50, and I couldn't hit it out of my shadow. It, but but <laughs> my stats when I played a little bit on Champions Tour, guys, I drove the golf ball 20 yards further than I did when I was 30. Wow. That's that's not right. That's not right because I'm not. I wasn't any stronger, and I sure as hell hadn't been in the gym. Okay, <laughs> it's, okay. So something's different, and it wasn't Woody. Okay. <laughs> well,
4: it's like uh, like Tiger said before he got hurt that uh, he was hitting the ball further than he ever had in his entire life. The difference was the relativity the relativity of it. He was top thirty in the fields as opposed to leading the fields. So it's all exactly. it's definitely a relative thing. Last question for you, Woody. I got two pizzas owed from Sam from this Ryder Cup. <laughs> the great thing about pizza bets is that we don't designate a place to get the pizzas. We'll have a little bit more conversation in, later in the show between the three of us. But where should I cash my two hey, pizzas I, in? It? I was a good
1: guy. Hey. I, I said, "Where do you want it from? Tell me what you want. I'll
0: get them." Uh, we'll have to show You know, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm an old Stillwater boy. If you don't go to Hideaway, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Ooh, that's a that good one, idea. i get I get that one <laughs> loaded to the gills and. uh I don't know how many beers you can buy there on Sam, but I get it made you get it.
4: Should I go ahead and get the two pizzas or should I sub one of the pizzas for like cheese bites or something to ease the, to ease the pain for Sam?
0: No, go full pizza. He was dumb <laughs> enough to pick those euros. You do not Hey. You got it. You you know what? What we just saw about the Americans. You got his throat on his, or you got a foot on his throat. And you're, I want you to squeeze it. I want you to pay top dollars for those pizzas.
4: That's a good top point. It would be unpatriotic if I didn't make you pay the two pizzas. I agree. You're I agree. dang right.
0: It would. You're dang right. It would. And get the most expensive one you can find.
1: What do you like? I said there's some people uh, who don't know how to own up to a golf bet. I am not one of those guys. I will pay it off.
0: No, nope. I know you are. You're true blue. You you tried to maybe add a little fire to the show. I, I know where you're going. What you, you got a little Bryson and DeChambeau Bowen. Yeah, you. you know, everybody had to throw rocks at you. And I'm sorry you took a butt whipping, Sam, but I'm really not. You, know, you, you said it best before we came on the air. You went out on a limb your limb not only crashed down to the ground, but then they picked it up and stuffed it in a chipper. You (laughs) just got whooped.
3: Woody, you are the man. Go enjoy your Monday. We appreciate it. All right, you boys have a great day. See y'all. All right, see you, Woody. That's our man, Jim Woodward, joining us here on the 73rd Hall. Man, that is just as good as it gets there from Woody, and we always appreciate him taking some time for us. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break, come back on the other side. We'll keep it rolling right here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.
2: When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McCray Roofing. McCray Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs.
3: Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOK.com. Check it all out. Golf picking up in this state as Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Next week we'll be down in the Fort Worth area for another tournament. OSU Cowgirl Golf at a tournament this week and they are absolutely dominating led by I believe 18 shots after round one. So check all that out at GolfOklahoma.org. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the 73rd Hole and Instagram 73rd Hole. Uh, and reminder, go Get yourself a clubby. As the weather cools down, clubbies will be remarkably refreshing. Uh, Unlike DJ, you might want to drink responsibly whenever you throw back (laughs) a few clubbies. It is a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma staple, the club special, the official seltzer of slicing limes, not drives, perfect for a hot day on or off the golf course, specifically formulated for golfers of every handicap makes shooting any score possible bearable the euros needed these uh the freshest smoothest leanest greenest number one seltzer in golf i'm just saying a clubby could have made what the, the scores that the euro shot bearable uh, as they proceeded to lose 19 to 9 in the Ryder cup and a big storyline coming in and a big storyline coming out is bryson dechambeau uh and what he was doing coming in the long drive today everything that was going on and i tell you what boys yesterday when i fired up the singles And Bryson Shambo's pumping up the crowd on number one tee, holding his driver in the air. He drives it to 40 feet, and he jars it for the Eagle. It was at that moment I was like, okay, this is going to turn into an absolute boat race. And uh, I think it was a a pretty good week for Bryson. 2-0-1, did not play in either of the foursome, uh, four ball, foursome. Foursome is alternate shot. Did not play in either of the foursome sessions. Uh, went 1-0-1 in best ball and won his singles match. Sam, you were tweeting yesterday that you have thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau. You haven't told us yet, so let's hear your thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau this week. I
1: have to give it up to Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. They came together for something bigger than themselves, and a lot of times – with both guys, uh, you hear in the media that they think they're bigger than the game. They proved this week that neither of them think that they're bigger than the game, and they came together uh, and didn't do anything to hurt uh, this route uh, that the Europeans were going to put on the uh, the the U.S. was going to put on the Europeans. Uh, and I have thoughts on Bryson DeChambeau. He won me over a little bit this week. Look, I I don't know um, if douche is the right word to describe Bryson DeChambeau. I think that, you know, there's always kind of, he has kind of like the, the homeschool kid, you know, mentality, whereas Brooks is the public school kid. This Honestly,
3: is, you know what the nice way to say it kind of would be? He's a character.
1: He is. And He's a character. He is. No, I totally agree. And I think it rubs people the wrong way sometimes because they don't know how to handle, you know, his social awkwardness. But, and then we get to the golf side of it. Bryson DeChambeau was by far the most entertaining player of the week this week. I know DJ went 5-0, and you know, but Bryson DeChambeau, I was glued to my TV. And I've been glued to the TV when Bryson does certain things. This week, Bryson DeChambeau went out there. He hit bombs, and he was making putts, and he was doing everything that he could possibly do for his team to win and he went into it with a good attitude. He was nice to Bryson. Obviously, I mean, he was nice to Brooks. Obviously, Brooks uh returned the favor uh just why I just gave him credit, you know, and they both kind of went into this and said, "Let's win this thing for the USA." And I could not have been more impressed by what I saw from Bryson DeChambeau. He's still socially awkward, but I kind of like him. I don't know.
3: So yesterday, after the festivities were concluding, he and Brooks shared a nice big hug uh, at the end of the press conference. It looked like Bryce was enjoying
1: a little bit more than Brooks. I still don't think they like each other, but like I said... But they can come together for a bigger cause. They can come together for a bigger cause. What I was going to ask
3: is, did you see the t-shirt that Bryson was wearing last night whenever he left? The
1: stepbrothers shirt. It
3: was the (laughs) stepbrothers. It's the stepbrothers portrait from the movie Stepbrothers where they're like, take this official like portrait and Brooks and Bryson's heads were photoshopped onto the stepbrothers portrait and Bryson was wearing it on a t-shirt. And I've just got to say, I need the t-shirt. I need the T I that don't a- need I don't need it in the size Bryson needs it. I need it in an extra small. <laughs> but I need the T shirt. So you
1: need it in the size that Brooks wears it?
3: Uh, more or less, yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh, Taylor, what do you think of Bryson and Brooks this week and how that kind of all transpired? Well,
4: I'll, I'll say this. I think you're completely right on that, Sam. I mean, they, they were able to put the fact of, hey, we've won two Ryder Cups the the Americans have since 1999. Since, since the 2000s have started, we've won two of these things. So we have to make that change. And so they were able to come together, like you said. But at the same time, I wonder a little bit now, like I said, I don't think they like each other. But with, like you said, with the shirts being made and all that, uh, is are we going to is it PIB or pub? What's it called? It's P I P. But pip, yeah.
3: Player improve or player importance program? I hell, I don't know. Ne- what ne- never, for. Nevertheless, no, no,
1: no, nevertheless, I, I want to change one thing that I said. I don't actually think that Brooks and Bryson dislike each other. I think that they are just polar opposites. They just get and annoyed by each other That's why I brought up sometimes. the homeschool versus public school kid. Like they just have completely opposite personalities, and I think that that. It factors into, you know, Bryson doesn't understand Brooks, and Brooks will never understand Bryson. But they came together, and I think that you know, I my opinion has changed from they don't like each other, and I hate Bryson to I understand Bryson now. I think is the thing, and I I still don't necessarily. Like I'm definitely still a bigger Brooks fan. But I can respect Bryson DeChambeau after this week, whereas I didn't before.
4: No, I mean I'll I'll say this for one just just to take on the gol- the the golf side of it. I think Scheffler bailed out DeChambeau big time Saturday afternoon. He was all over the place. And I think that uh, Bryson also showed during the four-ball matches why he just was not a good fit for alternate shot. And I don't know if he ever will be because he's just with his format, hits it all over the map. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was watching some of those uh, watching on Saturday afternoon, they weren't even showing Bryson halftime because he's out of the hole. Well, and especially on a different course other than this. Well, and, and there, too, the wind was blowing, too. So, I mean, if the wind gets – I think that was getting to him, too, because he's so analytically and mathematically. And all that you can't add up what a thirty mile an hour wind's going to do. You just can't. Besides, if you're straight downwind, you hit it three hundred or four hundred thirty yards like he did.
3: Yeah, like like an eight to ten mile an hour wind, you can do math on. A twenty five to thirty mile an hour wind is feel. I mean, anybody who plays golf knows that. Light wind, you're like, okay, half a club here, maybe a club, and you say, okay, it's one forty seven, play in one fifty five. Anybody who's played in a thirty mile an hour wind, knows if you've got a hundred and fifty yard shot into the wind, I mean, you just kind of have to figure out what the feel is, how hard you think it's blowing, trajectory. It's feel. And I think that Bryson will struggle in alternate shot. But, I mean, what Stricker did was perfect. And I think future captains will do the same thing because Bryson's going to be on the next seven or eight Ryder Cup teams, and assuming his body doesn't break down, which is a very real possibility with the way he swings the golf club. But I think future captains are going to do the same thing. He'll be a Ryder Cupper. He'll play three matches every Ryder Cup. And hopefully he'll make enough birdies alongside with his partner in in the best ball that he'll be able to put up two and a half or three points every other year.
4: And, and that's kind of the game that, that he brings to it. I mean, we, we say it all the time. If Bryson is playing the best, or if, if everyone's at their best, who's who's going to be beaten? It's hard to go against Bryson because he hits it further than everyone. But at the same time, he's gonna, if he has his off days, I mean, they're way off. And I'll be honest with you, whenever I first saw the the pairings for Sunday, I, I thought to myself, if I, like I said, I never at one time thought that the European was going to come back. But whenever the Sunday pairings came out, I said, if they are going to do it, this was the pairings that needed to come out. You had – Rahm going against someone that he should have beat, but at the same time, Sheffler obviously played well. You had Hovland going against Morikawa, which he needed to win. Uh, Casey was going against DJ. And then, uh, even at the bottom of it, you had Westwood, who's horrible, going against Harry English, who's probably the one of the worst on the Americans, if there was a worst. Uh, Fitzpatrick, who's also worse, was going against Berger. So, I mean, if it was going to fall in the Europeans' favor, it was set up. And one of the big ones was the uh, Sergio Bryson match. I thought Sergio, if I was going to be a betting man, I would have bet Sergio to win that match. And Bryson played better than I thought he would. And obviously, when he drived the first green make an eagle that kind of sets a tone for the day
1: there's some things bryson can do that no one else on the planet can do and Woody
3: talked about it earlier that ridiculous line he took on that par five
1: i'm not even talking about that one but but i'm just
3: saying it's a whole kind of similar to bay hill where most guys are going to have to be hitting a hybrid in and because bryson can take a line that's not supposed to exist he had 72 yards to the pin and to his credit he Kicked a wedge up to three feet and made it. Right.
1: Hadn't made like a 30-footer for birdie that didn't even matter. That's my right. point about how big of an advantage Bryson has when he is hitting it straight. Uh, you know, and his short game's so-so. His putting's really good. And, and so when Bryson is at his best, I tend to agree with you, T-Dub, that I don't know if there is someone in the world that can beat him. I mean, how – how better to start off a singles match than knocking it on the green and making the putt? Remember you saying that, you know, how how wild would the crowd go? Well, and, walking off sound- like the
3: first tee of the Ryder Cup on a par four... With putter in your hand is <laughs> and that not so swaggy. It's just well, unbelievable. That was obviously the eagle
1: uh, is better than his birdie. But the first tee shot he hit, remember when he hit the he hit it way left, yes, and, yes. and then ended up making birdie. Like I mean, like a thirty footer. Yeah, yeah. In, in best ball, the first I think that was their first. I think match. it was the first day. I think it was yeah, Friday. It was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, he was unbelievable this week, and I think that Bryson, uh, really. I, I have to give him a lot of credit because he could have been the demise of the U.S. team chemistry, and instead he took the attitude like, I'm going to have a good attitude regardless, and, and I got to give it up to Brooks because Brooks had to reciprocate that uh, for there to not be any other you know team chemistry woes.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Bryson won a lot of people over this week. Yeah. I, think, I think it was a good week for both Bryson and Brooks because Brooks' Ryder Cup comments kind of rubbed people the wrong way, and they both just really needed to go out, be likable, for three days, yeah. and kick ass. And they did. Uh, absolutely.
4: And uh, the next point I want to get to, guys, does anyone have anything else to say about the Brooks Bryson? Bryson was part of this no, next No, I think great- they were great. Well, I,
1: all I want to finish up great. with is I'm still not a big, big Bryson fan, but I respect him. As, you know, in the past, I haven't respected him. And, and so, you know, I relate to Brooks more. That's why I like Brooks. And I don't think that they'll ever get along, like, be buddy-buddy. They might do it for, you know, TV purposes. I bet that Phil and Bryson will be on the next match. I guarantee you they talked about that in the locker room. But all in all, I don't have anything against Bryson DeChambeau. And I did before. Winning a Ryder Cup does that. It made us all like Patrick for a
3: little bit. Seriously, it did. And and I think a lot of people are going to be in the same boat you're in, Sam, where they're like, I still am not, like, going out and I'm going to be a Bryson... Homer, like I'm not a Bryson guy now, but he's cool. Bryson's cool. We're, and, we're all good. And then one last thing that I want to
1: say is you could really tell about his personality in that final press conference that they did as a team. You know, you had the guys that are cracking jokes over there and Bryson's awkwardly laughing a little bit, you know, or making – you know, it, it, he's just an awkward person. And I think that I understand that more now where I really don't think he tries to, you know, be a douche sometimes.
4: Well, it's like it's he. there's a difference between purposely, like, ignoring people and, like, just not caring what people think and just, like you said, just being different and not yeah. being able to really just be have a social conversation to right. a certain extent that a lot of other people do. So this is where I want to get to. I've been waiting to rant about this ever since I first saw it. There was three people who were guilty of this, two Americans, one European, and I am going to rip their ass, Gimmies? all three of them. Why are people complaining when people don't give them a damn putt? Thank you. I wanted to get into this as well. I'm so pissed. Quit complaining. If it's so easy, walk up there and hit it between your legs. Why do you go
3: through your routine if it's so easy? This is the order, right? JT did it first, and then Lowry did it in response to JT. Hold on. And then Bryson did it. I will say, I know I was rooting for the Europeans,
1: but uh, Lowry's putt was... A whole lot shorter than number one JT's and definitely number two Bryson's. Because
3: Bryson's got that long-ass putter
1: that he put down on the ground. It's like, dude, that might have been a a three-and-a-half footer. That was the one time during the whole week. I just gave it up to Bryson, right? That was the one time during the whole week was like, that is such a Bryson thing to do because he was trying to act cool in his mind, but it just came off like being a huge you-know-what.
4: It it just – annoyed the living hell out of me. It's like, if the putt's so easy, hit it down and just swipe at it. Hit it with one hand. Do every single player who who complained about not getting a putt went through their routine. And if it it's was so simple, why do you need to go through your and game routine? And also,
1: though, it was a dumb thing for Finau and English to do to not give him a two-foot birdie putt to Lowry on the first hole. It, it just it sets the tone for the whole day. You know, why, why piss off the guy, you know, that is about to make a birdie? Like, he's going to make it anyways, give it to him. I didn't have a problem with his or JT's as much. The one that I had a problem with, first of all, don't ever stick anything in the hole. Don't oh, I agree. It. I agree. And, and Lowry Bryson, and JT Bryson Bryson's did. was the worst because he actually laid
3: his putter on the ground. And he had a three and a half footer. As opposed to just holding it up in the air. But I thought that they were all being super childish. Stop I mean, complaining about gimmies. I'm all yes. in
1: on you. All, you know, agreeing with you, T-Dub.
3: Yeah, um, I play a decent uh, amount of match play. We have a couple tournaments every year at the Greens. And it's like, if they don't give the putt, then make the putt. If it's good, you'll just, make it. Just ne- make the putt and Never make them look stupid. Never assume that a putt is given. Ever. Never assume. Ever. Make the putt and make him look stupid for not giving it to you. And Ever. move on. I played in a match play match on Friday. I was three down through 14. On 15, I made the guy I was playing against putt a two-footer. I did the same thing on 17. You want to know why? I was desperate. Yeah. I needed him to miss a putt. It, he made him. I lost yeah. on eighteen. I, it's that's part of golf. Has has all three of us have we all missed
4: a two footer in our lives? Yes. Okay, so why I in the hell more do we need? To, and I
1: made two footers. So
4: why? <laughs> so why in the world do we just assume that you just need to be handed a putt if it's not just hanging on the lip? I, I'd still like if I playing against Westwood. I've said this a thousand times. He's putting every single putt. You, I'm gonna to see that ball go in the hole. <laughs> I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> and I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't see why people are so
3: upset about not getting a freaking putt. By, by the way, Westwood's putting this this week was stereotypically bad it was so bad i want
1: to say i want to say one more thing about how what made Bryson's worse is the fact that he has the long putter. <laughs> like, I know, his putter's like yeah, 48 yeah. inches. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not giving it to you inside your putter. I'm not giving yeah. it to you
3: inside half your putter. Bryson's like, it's in a strap. What's three and a half feet? I don't, <laughs> what's the strap matter if your putter comes up to your chin and you're 6'3"? <laughs> I, I doesn't come up to his chin. I know, I know. That's <laughs> pretty close.
1: <laughs> Forearm. But go, go, I, what were you God, talking that. about before that? I just had to throw that in Oh, there no, well. I, was
3: just, I was just killing time until we get to the DJ. Audio. <laughs> <laughs> the you DJ gotta, gotta audio was it. great. Uh, before we finish talking about Bryson, I should say he swings incredibly hard. He's got the long drive coming up tonight. At some point, his is going to start night, hurting. Right? It's tomorrow night? I thought it was tonight. We need to make sure. I think it's tonight. I
1: thought he said it was in two days yesterday at the press conference.
3: Okay, maybe he did. Maybe he was flying out to Wyoming today. Maybe, and then maybe it's tomorrow. But he's, he's playing it's it a in, long Wyoming? Yeah, it's in Wyoming. Yeah, those guys are going to hit nukes. Oh, out yeah. There. Hopefully, it's at significant elevation, and they're just going <laughs> to hit crazy bombs. But a lot uh, more
1: elevation than Windstar.
3: Absolutely. Well, yes. <laughs> Big time. Big time. So at some point, Bryce is swinging so hard he's going to hurt his back. He's going to need to go see our good friends at the Spine Clinic of Oklahoma where Dr. Beecham and Dr. Brawley will take care of you. Dr. Beecham and Dr. Brawley, both avid golfers, total complete spine care at the Spine Clinic. The Spine Clinic offers the capability to approach all options before surgery. Dr. Beecham specializes in interventional pain management and he is double board certified in anesthesiology and pain management. However, if you are needing back surgery, Dr. Brawley recently received the honor of being listed as one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America. Visit these Spine ClinicOk.com located off-Broadway Extension on Britain in Oklahoma City.
1: Before we get to the DJ audio, uh, because DJ brought it up in his press conference saying, I had great partners. He did have great partners. I got to give it up to Colin Morikawa. I mean, he was about as good of an alternate shot partner as you'll ever find.
3: They were the perfect pairing. A DJ and Morikawa should be paired together at every Ryder Cup until DJ's too old to hit balls.
1: The 73rd whole Twitter account tweeted out and said, you know... They put the picture of Shaq and Kobe and DJ and Morikawa. I think it could not be more true. I don't think DJ and Morikawa, if they're on top of their game like they were this week, and luckily Morikawa, his back wasn't injured, if they are paired together and are playing well, I don't ever see them getting beat.
4: You you have at worst a top... Uh, five driver of this era, in Dustin Johnson, and you have really undoubtedly the best iron player since Ti- since Tiger. Yeah, so I mean, it's I mean, it couldn't be a more match made in I, I And before we forget, I got to give it
1: up to Victor Hovland for tying up that match. That showed me a lot of heart.
3: Hovland really Hovland struck the ball incredibly well. As soon as he figures Golly. out the putting, he just the putter let him down. And it's this not way. like he's a
1: bad putter. He was hitting. Decent putts, but I I, tend to agree with what T Dub said. He was barely missing, barely off. And explain that one more time because you kind of grazed over it a little bit.
4: Yeah, okay. So basically, from what I noticed is that he's setting up with the putter close. So obviously you you make a normal stroke, the putt's gonna start off left. So what you what you want in a putter, and what Tiger always did was he would putt with his right hand only. The purpose of that is to make sure you release the putter. So whenever you look at your putter, the toe of the putter should look closed whenever it gets through the ball, whenever you're basically get through the your end stroke, it's going to look like the putter head's pointing left. Well, Hovland, because he's sitting up with the putter face shut, he's having to square that putter face up before impact. So what's happening is, if he's he's trying to do that, and while doing that, it's not letting the putter release, because if you release the putter, you're going to miss it three feet left. So he pretty much pushes the putter through, and you can tell that the heel of the putter is a little bit more forward of the toe than it should be when he gets through the putting stroke, which shows that he's almost cutting across it and trying to hold it off and guide it to the right. When it's it's like I said, if the the putter face is closed, it has to open mm-hmm. at, to get to the putt. So he just needs to straighten it out to where it's more square to address. Then naturally, the putter should just release more on its own.
1: I tend to agree. I, we saw it over and over again, but you know he he played well. He hit the ball great, and so I, I would say an overall, even though he didn't win a full point, he's going to be uh. A staple for that European team for many years to come,
4: and and I'll say this too about Hovland, he's one of the couple other players I saw doing it. I do not think that and aim point. Whenever I bring that up, that's where people are standing, basically between their line with their mm-hmm. feet, trying to figure out where it is. I don't think that that works particularly well on Pete Dye golf courses because the greens you'll have so many different slopes along the way on a 15 foot putt because the the purpose of aim point is to figure out where the most severe slope is. And then play your break according to that. Well, if you have three different breaks in the putt, then find the most severe one doesn't really do you a lot of good because you have to take the other ones in consideration. I will so,
1: say, I've, I see a lot of pros out of Oak Tree aim pointing. Uh, I, and, I will say, too, and, I,
4: I do think Oak Tree Nationals are a little less Pete Dye esque than, even agreed. though it is Pete Dye. Agreed. Like, for example, the East Course. They, those are a well, lot like that.
1: Uh, agreed. But, um, you know, on a Pete die course, also, one thing that he does is sometimes he has slopes going away from the water where, you know, it always breaks toward the water, air quotes, right? You know, it, it doesn't necessarily happen on Pete die courses, and that's one area that I feel like aim point would help. I think that, like you said, Hovland's mistakes are more um, technical then, you know, his process, clearly his process has been working.
4: Well, and, and if you're not starting the putts online, then you can't trust your read. That's, then, then
1: if you don't trust your read, then you ain't going to make the putt. What Scott Verplank always says, he goes, you got a picture where you want to start it. Oh. That's all he thinks about when he putts.
3: Yeah. By the way, all DJ thinks about whenever he starts drinking is how to say as many words as possible in as short of a time span <laughs> as possible. DJ <laughs> went full DJ yesterday. And if you haven't watched the entire press conference, you should. It is it is solid gold, start to finish. It is absolute gold. We're from only going to play what
1: two clips, and, and we're going to play two be, clips. And, and this thing was what thirty minutes it's long. It's not thirty minutes. Uh, I mean, like
3: forty minutes long. Forty the whole minutes press long. Was and like forty it was minutes. Pure entertainment. The. I mean, the alcohol's been flowing. So here's DJ, uh, and you'll hear the question here being asked. Xander during
4: the interview even said that he didn't know that they had to do media after they won. (laughs) And and
3: I don't think anyone knew that they had to. Who asked? Who asked? Is this live? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of good stuff. Here's a good one from DJ.
1: DJ, I'm just curious. uh, You being the oldest player on the team, do you think you still have the stamina to uh, out party all these guys tonight? Absolutely.
3: Next question. (laughs) Oh, DJ. I tell you what, Sauce DJ is my favorite DJ. By the way, he is so funny.
1: (laughs) He, he, he is a bigger favorite to out-party everybody off the course even more than
4: he was, and he 100%. went 5-0 on the course. I was going to say, that is the best response to the dumbest question I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows, anyone who knows the story, now, DJ's going to be able to party. Come
3: on. I mean, seriously. But it provided the best answer ever. If anybody can party, DJ can party. So here's, here's a question uh, from an international reporter about whether he and Morikawa would take any pictures similar to what Fleetwood and Molinari took a few years back. Here's DJ. I've okay, so there's been,
0: him. here, right here, there's been a few bromances going on this week. I mean, like DJ and Colin, like Pat and Chandler. And yeah, maybe, we got a bromance. And maybe some more. So, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So you remember, so you remember Molinari and Fleetwood in 2018. Will you go in bed together with the trophy? Will you take a picture? If you want treat? me to,
4: absolutely.
0: <laughs> I ain't scared. <laughs> so, and you guys, okay, and
3: the rest? <laughs> Oh, so good from DJ. So, so good from DJ. I just, I think DJ should be required to throw a few clubbies back before he does media. Because when he's sober, DJ goes to do media and they're like, what do you think of the course this week? Course looks good. And and, DJ is just so bland. And then he has a few drinks and all of a sudden DJ is the funniest person on the planet. I couldn't get enough.
1: It does prove that DJ thinks about what he wants to say a lot more than we think he does. Because yes. once he's had a few drinks, he just lets it flow. So hey. when he's sober, he's thinking about, you know, how can I put this the right way? So he's smarter than he lets on.
4: Well, one thing we can't see from just playing the audio is that during the press conference, it's uh, JT and Kepka are sitting behind him, and they're just laughing the whole time DJ's talking because they're <laughs> like, dude, this guy sounds so stupid. We can <laughs> There's
3: another clip where Kepka's behind him and DJ starts, and Kepka, like, puts his hand it's over because his mouth. It's what because it's he knows. DJ said. He said, yeah, you know...
1: Scotty is a rookie, but he's not a rookie. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and and Kevka just started cracking up. How about when DJ? Whenever they asked about uh, when, if Scheffler's four up through four, and DJ goes, "That was the only thing I was looking at." Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> by the way, like, you don't care what anyone else is doing? By the way, shout out Scotty Scheffler. I don't know if I've ever rooted so hard for a Longhorn. He I went out had. and absolutely just blitzed John Rom from the start. Did, did Scheffler birdie the first four? Or did think Ron he, make I a think bogey? He, I in think there? Ron bogeyed one of them. I think he bogeyed. Let me look. So I, I think I think Scheffler was three under through four and he, got out to a four up through four lead. And I texted y'all after the first hole, and I was like, "Scheffler, Scheffler
1: birdied the first four holes. He did birdie the first yes. four holes. Okay, yeah, yep, he did. He yep, was on he absolute
3: fire out of the gate. Then he gaze.
4: bogeyed five. That's what happened. He and and
3: that to me. That had to have been so disheartening for the other Euros to look up and see John Romford four down through four because they're like, that's our guy. That's our leader. That's yeah. our that's the number one player in the world. And Scotty Scheffler comes out. Uh, I'd just like to say, by the way, Scotty Scheffler was my captain's pick pick, uh, and he was great this week. Scotty Scheffler was awesome, and I think he really kind of cemented himself that if he's even close to being a captain's pick, in the future, you got to throw him out there because Scheffler can really play. It's been a big year for him. He's
1: going to be the breakout player of the year next How year. How has he not won yet? He's got
3: to win soon. He's,
1: he, he, it's just coming. He's it's coming. So, is there
3: a player in the world right now that's more due to get their first win than, than Scheffler? No, it's Scheffler. It's Scheffler, for sure.
1: Yeah, to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, and Scheffler's personality
3: meshed so well with the uh, USA guys. Yeah, and he's friends with Bryson. I mean, friends with JT. I mean, seriously, Scheffler and Bryson running out as a best ball team for the next seven or eight Ryder Cups? Yeah. Count me in. I mean, those guys are, are a perfect pair. So, uh, who else from the Americans really impressed this Calais week? Obviously, and, was, and, yeah. the, and,
1: you know, they were a great team to start off the Ryder Cup. Uh, obviously Morikawa Finau played well, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, everyone played good to me. I mean, it, it was like, you go through the list, uh, Justin Thomas made some clutch putts after getting off to some slow starts. I thought that it, he really was the team emotional leader. I know that they were poking jabs at JT, you know, DJ said, yeah, that's my emotional leader, you know, at, in the press conference after, but I really do, I think he was the emotional leader. Um, you know, it. it just going down the list, you know, you, you have, uh, uh, Who'd I say? I said Can'tley. You you have Can'tley, Scheffler, Bryce, and we've talked about Morikawa, DJ. Obviously, uh, Brooks Kepka, I don't know if we've spent enough time on. He hit the ball great this week. Uh, clearly, that wrist injury didn't affect him too much. Finau lost his singles match, but he hit a lot of good shots. Uh, Harris English, even you know, was decent uh, throughout the week. Him and Finau kind of blitzed in that uh, second day, right? Then the or was that the first day? The first in the day afternoon? in the afternoon. First day yeah. in the afternoon. Uh, and I think that the guy that played the worst on the USA team was Jordan Spieth.
4: Hey, I was going to say Spieth. He got one and a half point out of the uh, out of the four possible that he played. He only sat, I believe, the afternoon match on Friday. So yeah, I think I think Spieth could have played a little better. You look at it, uh, Harry English and Finau only got one point mm-hmm. uh, each for themselves. So if you Daniel yeah, no,
1: Berger g- played great as well, Berger, I didn't did, Berger, him.
4: Berger did play well. I do think that. Any team that ran into John Rom was just going to have a hard time. I, I do think that it was really great that that uh, Scheffler was able to get up early on Rom because if he not, I, did, I think it would have been tough coming down the stretch just because Rom's such a good player. But also one thing, too, about Rom that I'll say is that he actually looked like the number one player in the world. It This is what yeah. Rom looked like, what we thought Tiger should look like in all the Ryder Cups that he played in. And Tiger never – did Tiger ever look as good as Rom did this week in the Ryder no, Cup?
3: No, no. Tiger looked – and. I don't know that I would say Tiger didn't care about the Ryder Cup, but Tiger wasn't a team guy early on in his career. Tiger didn't have friends on the PGA Tour. Tiger was a lone wolf. Tiger was a killer. He wanted to beat everybody, and the team thing wasn't for him, and I think his partner had a lot of pressure on him whenever he was playing the Ryder Cups with Tiger. I mean, can you imagine being partnered with Tiger at the Ryder Cup? The other guys on the Euro side, you know you're getting their best shot every time because they want to beat Tiger. I think it was just a perfect storm of him not being a team guy, his partner putting too much pressure on himself, and the Euros giving him their best shot every time. It just, the Ryder Cup wasn't meant for Tiger. It just wasn't. So if Phil is the
1: next U.S. captain, then that means that Tiger could be the captain at Bethpage
3: Black. Ooh. That would be awesome. By the way, how cool is that going to be once we start getting Phil and Tiger as captains? I mean, I Tiger's already been a president's captain. It's going to happen soon. Yeah, it has to. It has to. And I'm, Stricker, by the way, I mean, round of applause. I will go Stricker. on record in saying that
1: I think that there is no better captain that you can have for this group of guys. Manage the egos, manage the you know picks. He did a flawless job. And I, I think that if it were me, give him a chance to go win for the first time in my lifetime uh, in Europe. I mean, Stricker pressed every right button. Why every not let right the button. captains go U.S. and then Europe? It's a good question. If they
3: win, well, because then you just have you have less captains, less guys I, get I to do it. But but I understand, but like,
1: do you care more about winning or care more about letting guys have their shot at being a captain?
4: Yeah. Well, they let Davis Lovery do it after 2012. He won the 2016. So yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Who, who besides Tiger or Phil? Who else would they announce as a Ryder Cup captain that you'd be excited about over mm. Stricker? Jim. Jim Furyk. No, he captained in twenty eighteen. Yeah, he was no, captain in twenty
3: eighteen. I mean, there's not has, one person has, I would want to captain. Has, has cap- Freddie done Presidents Cup? He's. I'd rather him be an assistant. You mean Ryder Cup? No, I'm. I'm saying, has Freddie been a captain at all? Because I'm trying to think of who's. I mean, been he, captain. Was, he was Presidents Cup. I, captain I was thinking. For sure, I thought yeah. he was Presidents Cup captain. Yeah, I mean, Tiger and Phil are the ones that get you really excited, but Stricker was great, man. Stricker Every has right to button. be the
4: next captain. If they Every put anyone right else button. there, I'll be mad. I'm will be. i the first one to say it. he said that the P.J. is not smart enough to do that. I don't see why, why they have to be stupid on purpose. They're they even not-
1: asked that in that press conference with those guys. That was one of the serious questions they asked, and all the guys looked around at each other like, we'd love Stricker to be the next captain in two years.
3: He just seemed to have a way where he understood – what everyone needed. He understood Brooks. He understood Bryson. He understood how to bring those guys together, you know, going to dinner. He did all the right things with his captain's picks. He, he, Got brought Scheffler for the core strategy. I also think he brought Scheffler for Bryson. I think that yeah. he, I think that, that factored into it. And just like and he said, he's
1: not a rah-rah guy. He yes. said he didn't give any rah-rah speeches. He let Brooks go take a nap. He let whatever. Yeah. Anything that the players needed, he got done. Uh, and he was over-prepared, which I think was awesome.
4: Th- this is the main reason I want Stricker to be a captain. Look at the 12 people on the United States team. How many of them are going to be at Rome in two years?
3: Uh, I'd say they probably pretty much 10. Everyone not, except Harris English. I'd say ten. I'd, th- I'd say there might be a couple that that change over. There's is, always. Is there a anyone turnover. other
1: than Harris English that you would suspect would not be? The on only
4: the two I would think of are maybe Berger and maybe Finau. Just because – and that would honestly be probably just because other players – D-
3: But those DJ- are guys that have ups and downs. Yeah. So if they're having a down at the time, then and, maybe they and don't let's, get picked.
4: Let's also say injury out of it because we thought Morikawa may have been hurt. We thought Kepka may have true, been hurt. So, true. I mean, we got to th- – but barring injury. DJ's going to be on the team. is going to be on the team. More will be on the team. Shoffley will be on the team. Bryson will be on the team. Sheffler after Sheffler this – Sheffler
3: might – there's no guarantee Sheffler will be there because – the thing is, there's always some turnover. Like, there's never the same twelve guys on a Ryder Cup team that were on it two years ago. So, there's going to be well, a few different. But you, know, I mean, it's hard to predict who. Well, but I well,
1: will say, historically, there haven't ever been this many guys in their prime. As they true, are, well, right true.
4: I'll say this: What was it, six or seven years ago? Uh, Europe thought they had the, the next young Ryder Cup hero, in Thomas Peters, and he can't even stick right. the team. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, yeah, he, that's true. Rory came out and said he had his partner for life. Well, your partner and can't even make the damn team. That's yeah. Another
1: guy you got to kind of look at. Jordan Spieth has never won a singles match.
3: Really that is shocking.
4: That yes. is wild. Yeah, I, I, they they said that yesterday. That yeah. is wild. That, that's but, president's but cup too. Yeah, I think. that's president's cup as well.
3: But speed, as long as he continues to just be a good player, your speed's never gonna get left I off. I
4: agree. I'm not saying I, you should leave him off. I'm we, just saying
3: he struggled. Hey, yeah. that made a good
4: point though. If the Ryder Cup happened a year ago. He wouldn't have been on the team.
3: You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He would not have been on the team a year ago. But I, I mean, I don't think any of us see him falling into that kind of slump so, again. But we didn't see it coming so, the first time. So, so, so this time. Is my you point. never know when a guy goes into a slump.
4: This is my point about keeping Stricker. You're gonna have the majority of the same players go to Rome. Why not keep the same formula? You just set a record. If it yeah. ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's the definition of ain't either broke. Either way,
1: either way, I think Steve Stricker should at least be a vice
4: captain in Europe. He needs to be the full captain. Yeah. I think Anything full captain as well. Unless so, Phil, because and, 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 Tiger can't be, I, I'd say Phil's the only other person I would say should be over, over
3: Stricker. Now, so scale of one to 10, I'd give Stricker a 10 for yeah, his performance no this week. I mean, does Patrick get a one? It was 19 to nine. And I know they were overmatched. He's the worst captain of all
1: time in the Ryder Cup. I mean,
3: I was so confused at some of the things he did in the team formats. I was so confused. And, I mean, look, he didn't have a bunch of DJ and Morikawa's to pair together and Cantlay and Shoffley, but I thought Westwood Fitzpatrick was wildly puzzling. I thought Rory Poulter instead of Rory Lowry made no sense. Even Rory Hovland. You run Rory Hovland out and you run Sergio Rahm out. You try to get two points a session and then hope things go well in singles. I was majorly puzzled by what Padrick did in, in the team format. Well, and... We poke fingers all we want. There was
4: three players on the European team who won more than half, won more than a full point. That's John Rom three and a half, Sergio who was with Rom every time, and Tro Hatton who got a half and won when he had uh, Lowry on there. So, and his half was when he had Rom with him too. I mean, so you can look at the fact of I mean, and we said it forever. I mean, the U.S. team was just flat out better, and they just played better. I don't, I don't know what what m- much more. I, th- I think Padraig made a lot of questionable decisions. But I don't think there's anything that we could have looked at and said, oh, well, the, the yeah. Euro- Europeans could have won if Padraig did this. I, I think I, it
1: was a mixture of both. I think that Padraig wasn't very good, and the U.S. team was obviously better. I don't even think if the Europeans played well that they would have beaten the United States. But Padraig, as a captain, when you have a team that is a big underdog like that, you have to put them in a position to be able to gain momentum and at least gain a little bit of confidence. And I don't think he did that at all in the team matches. It's like he had his pairing set, which, first of all, I don't understand in the first place, but he had his pairing set and then stuck with them, and they just got railroaded in pretty much every match other than Rom.
3: I have a question, too, and this kind of goes back to the captains. The Americans... All week, practice rounds leading up. The Americans were in the same pods every day. Guys were getting used to each other. Guys were getting used to each other's golf balls, doing all these things. And the Euros were going out, tossing balls up on the first tee to see who they were going to play practice rounds with.
4: They were just winging.
3: They were just winging. Practice rounds were totally random. And I think it was chalked up to them being so loose and everything when the reality is, I don't think that they had as concrete of a plan of attack as the U.S. did. I think that Padraig Harrington was very much like, just go play your practice rounds. Well, everybody likes everybody. We'll go out on Friday and we'll make it happen. And it didn't happen. I think that the U.S. had a more concrete plan in place, and they went out and executed it. I think that the Europeans were a little too happy-go-lucky uh, even early on in the week. I liked what the Americans did, getting everybody really comfortable with their partners throughout the week. I think, obviously, it paid dividends. And I don't think the Euros would have won if Padraig would have pressed all the right buttons because they were still overmatched. But I don't think it would have been 19-9 to 9 if he would pressed the right buttons because I think that he made some mistakes in the team format that... Maybe it's a more respectable 17-11 or a 16-12. Maybe you put more pressure on the Americans, and a couple guys don't play as well Sunday because the pressure is there. I don't think they'd have won the Cup, but I still thought it was pretty f- poor from Patrick.
4: I, I, I mean, if we're going to give him a grade, I mean, it has to be as low as you can get. And one thing to look at, too, is we do this every time we grade the, the captain's picks. And you look at the captain's picks. Sergio obviously did well because he was with Rom. Lowry, I thought, was a good pick. And, I mean, we're going to – Everyone was talking about should Rose be on the team. Uh, Rose, I don't think would have made a difference. But obviously, we didn't think Bern Weisberger should have qualified for this tournament. We mentioned ten other Americans who are better than him who didn't even make the American team. And you look at it: Paul Casey didn't earn a point. Matthew Fitzpatrick didn't earn a point. Burn Weisberger didn't earn a point. When you have three guys on your team that don't earn a point, it, it's pretty sad. And one thing too to note: and we that- one on
3: Paul Casey. Yeah, Ugh.
4: yeah. I mean, you're you're in tough boat because he was what their third best player, probably something like that. But also, he was one
1: of my key guys that I said had to play well for the He's Europeans had a great year. He's had yeah. a great
4: year. I mean, he's had a phenomenal year. And you just look at it. And the most matches that someone has to play in a Ryder Cup is one. And the people who suck, they all played three matches. it's like Padre felt like he had to get people out there to play. If someone's playing and they suck, they don't need to play. I mean, why you put Fitzpatrick and Westwood out twice in alternate shots is the oh, most dude. befuddling thing I've ever... Why?
3: You're, you're handing the Americans two points. Seriously, to that's me, a bad team. To me,
1: before it even started, I was saying, you pair Rom and Sergio together, Holland and Rory together... You hope you get another couple points, but you take your chances because then you can uh, still have some ti- other
3: decent pairings. You can still pair Casey and Lowry would be a decent pairing. Maybe you get a point there. You I take just, your chances yeah. on at least being tied uh, after you
1: know the team sessions. But you put yourself so far behind the eight ball, and then the U.S. went out on Sunday and played great uh, and blew it away, blew it out of the water. But you got to at least get it within two or three or even even four before singles,
3: and they couldn't even do that. I'll say this: I hope twenty three is more, uh, just more drama. I mean, obviously, it was great watching the Americans just go out and be. and be a beat down. I think it will because the Euros they have a way of setting up the courses over there where they just—I swear—they like go in and look at guys' average driving distances and just invent bunkers and, and native <laughs> grass where the U.S. hits it. But I just the drama wasn't there this year. Uh, I mean. It was to the point where on Sunday I had the two TV set up and, you know, my wife's a big football fan. She's not a big golf fan. So we watched NFL on the main screen and Ryder Cup was on the secondary screen. So I'm still watching, but it wasn't the main screen because there was no drama whatsoever in the Ryder Cup. And I hope that we have that in the future because those are a more fun viewing experience on Sunday whenever you've got, you know, five matches still on the course. One side needs three points. One side needs two points. That's when it gets really fun on a Sunday.
1: I I totally agree with that. Colby and one last thing that I want to say about the Ryder Cup that I absolutely love is the fact that they play out their matches I wish that they would play them out in NCAAs because it means a lot to those guys individually it's singles matches let those guys finish out their matches at least and then you know even for NCAAs like you can still have the celebration and the exciting moments without everyone just stopping their match and running up the fairway. I I wish that they would finish out their matches in NCAA's.
3: Yeah, finish yeah. them out. Everybody throw back some drinks and then do media. Yeah. Oh wait, maybe, maybe <laughs> we shouldn't do that at the NCAA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to make the I'm trying to like do a fake laugh at the beginning so it merges with our laughing that we were doing there. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's, I mean, for the Europeans, it just didn't go right all week. For the Americans, obviously, every right button was pressed by Stricker. It was a great Ryder Cup for the U.S. I I don't think it really could have gone much more according to plan. Uh, The fans were great. It was a great atmosphere all week. And I'll say this, you know, there was a lot of talk last summer about should you have the Ryder Cup with no fans or push it back a year and have fans, Mm -hmm. they made the right call. It sucked not having the Ryder Cup last year, but I cannot imagine, I can't even finish physically comprehend having a Ryder Cup without the fans especially after having just watched one because they're such an integral part of the experience and it, it
1: did hurt the Europeans that they had zero fans there but I do got to give a shout out that the, the- Wisconsin fans were great, uh, and I heard they were respectful and funny. Remember when uh, Victor Hovland was playing his singles match and someone shouted out, Boomer Sooner?
4: That yes. is hilarious. I send them a beer.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to send them a beer. Terrible person. What a terrible person. Yeah. Yelling Boomer Sooner at Victor Hovland that's while he's just, playing I off. mean,
4: that's just a direct shot there. One thing I want to bring up, too, is that the, one of the b- top five shots I've ever seen in my entire life no one will ever remember. That shot that Spieth hit on the first day. Oh, my God. People will remember that. People
3: will remember, even though they lost the hole and the match because JT (laughs) couldn't make anything. I mean, JT couldn't have putted into into Lake Michigan uh, on that Friday morning. Which uh, Spieth almost ran into. Yes, almost ran into. That was... He's lucky he didn't break an ankle. The, the out camera out shot from behind the green where you can see how high that ball actually went because watching it live they didn't have the greatest shot and then they panned to the green and the ball's on the green. <laughs> so we're I was like, like oh it go? That's incredible. Imagine being a TV producer. What, what, which one did we go to? Well, but I'm saying, watching it live, you thought maybe he hit it 20 feet up in the air and yeah. it landed and stopped. When you see the shot from behind the green, <laughs> I mean, that ball went like 80 feet into the air, and he hit it 10 yards. It was unbelievable. It was it, unbelievable. Here's one
4: thing to know, to remember, too. JT, because it was alternate shot, JT was the one that put him there. JT's ball landed right of the green. Yes. And then bounced over through the game, because cool it landed on this. That that that's on that a map. great
3: golf hole, Pete Dye. Well done, sir. I gotta give Whistling Straits an A plus. Oh my gosh. How great is that golf course? Obviously, and you th- know you've seen the before pictures, right? It was just a flat yeah. piece of farmland yeah. that Pete Dye turned into that. It's unbelievable. And Kohler and everything. You know, I, I gotta give it an A plus, even
1: though you know the US set it up to be easy. I that's another per- way that Padre got out coached. Why make easy hole locations on the first day? Because the Euros got to pick the hole locations. Why make easy hole locations if you know you're going to be behind
4: the eight ball on the fairway all day? That yeah. is, it's very good because this was the first year that they did this, correct? Where the yeah. opposite yes. team got to pick, and yeah. so I think you'll see some oh, stuff like that. I think you'll see some stuff like that going forward because they're going to try to do anything to get. Because, like Colby mentioned, they just they're going to set the course up in Europe with completely different than this one. So here, here's a question I want to ask you guys. Because I was thinking about this last night. My answer's kind of changed over the last last few hours. Over the next two decades, we'll have, so that's 20 years, we'll have 10 Ryder Cups. How many away teams will win the Cup
3: uh, out of the next 10? Out of the next 10, so each team will play as the away team five. five times. I think that the Americans will win two in Europe. I don't think the Europeans will win any over here. I think it'll be seven to three. Over the next ten Ryder Cups, that's a long time. Uh, but I mean that. But my prediction is based on the fact that the Euros are kind of aging out yeah, some of the greatest year, Ryder Cuppers years of all from time. Now you could have a kid that's in sixth grade. You could, you could. It could, it could be very different. But just looking at the amount of young talent that the U.S. has and the amount of older guys that the Europeans have, I'll go seven to three Americans over the next twenty years. I mean,
1: yeah, I guess. But you know, like I said. In 2012, that's not even 10 years ago, Victor Hovland said that's his first, you know, Ryder Cup that he even remembers watching. So it's kind of a tough question. I think the better question would be over the next three –
4: I think the U.S. win all three. The, the reason okay. the reason I ask is because well, well two I, of those are in Europe. I know. The, okay. the main reason I thought about it was because they showed the the courses that they had signed up to like like twenty thirty seven it's at congressional. So obviously we can't prognosticate that far, but I brought that up because they were talking about it on live from one of the days. It was like how many points is actually having be, having at home is it worth? And they said it was about a point and a half. And I think it's way more than that. Oh, I do too. I think it's like the it's point way I made. Is, I, I think that. Over the next, this is what I think. Over the next ten Ryder Cups, I think the U.S. will win one in Europe, and that's it. I think everyone else it'll be home course because I think that's how much the course setup and how they do it matters. Which is why I think they'll start doing more things like the pin location. They're
1: better. Uh, Even over the, I don't see over the next six years that Europeans. Even sniffing the U.S.
3: Yeah, I mean you. So you go to Rome in two years. You would I would assume that it's going to be set. I'm not familiar with the golf course, but I would assume they're going to try to set it up as similar as they can to Le golf national in France from 2018. And that course was thick, nasty rough. You hit it in the rough, you're going to have trouble advancing it to the green. Hazards all over the place, fairway bunkers everywhere, uh, narrow fairways, and those kind of golf courses don't suit Bryson. Does it? They don't suit. I mean, Scheffler. They I mean, don't suit. Um. Yeah, nasty, I mean, rough.
4: yeah. Also, too, it's not stroke play, so it's like, yeah. like for example, I mean, Bryson can birdie any hole in the world. True. My point True. is,
3: they they're just better. They are just better. They are just uh, better. But, but but they were better in twenty. I mean, they've the, been better the 2018, every year. The twenty eighteen Euro team was a not lot like better, this. Was a lot better than this year's Euro they've team. They've been Better every year, but not like this. But well, this well was, I mean, this, this was yeah,
4: mathematically the best team that. Has ever been on paper, so I mean, yeah.
3: I mean, average, yeah, so, average world ranking for twelve players. The average world ranking is eight point nine. That is, I mean, good lord. And, and the crazy part about that stat is
1: that
4: it's not changing anytime soon, right? Well, unless and, barring anything crazy, yeah. And and you look at this too, right? So, what's going to happen next Ryder Cup? Europe's going to be mad because they lost this one. They're not not be only pissed. do they, look, they're going to be pissed. Yeah. What was the U.S. this time? They're pissed because. Yeah. So I just think we're going to get in this cycle of. Each team's gonna be pissed because they lost. The U.S. has to make a statement at some point, which is why I think that they'll win one across the pond because, like you said, they are better. But I just think that you're just we're gonna go through this revolving you might, door. You might
1: be right, and, I, and it would be tough to see uh, John Rahm and Rory not win one over the next three. So, I mean, it, you might go two to one. I, I I change it to two two to one, and that you know I think next time in Europe, the USA will still dominate. I think coming back. USA will dominate in America, and then I think that that's when you kind of see the Europeans come back a little bit.
3: I, I See, I think the U.S. will win across the pond a couple of times out of the next several, but I don't think it'll be dominant because I think they'll be able to set the course up how they want to. It I don't never it'll never be, be like this again. I think it'll be 15-13, a half, 12 and a half, something like that, I think. This is was, was a perfect we'll storm if they went across the pond. Which is
4: why I think that because they'll be a little closer, which is why I think sometimes in Europe, the U.S. I'll be able to get it done because that crowd's going to play such a big yeah, part in it. That
1: and golf is just like Cantley said earlier in the week. It's a chancy game. It is, you know? especially and, match play. But that's my that was what my problem was with uh, Harrington
3: was that yeah don't you have to get it to at least doable for singles it wasn't doable you can't be throwing points away and I thought Patrick threw at least two points away probably three with some of the pairings early on to I mean me, the if, first session you run out Poulter Westwood and Fitzpatrick and I'm just like thanks Pads appreciate yeah. you in the next Ryder Cup to me if
1: the Europeans want to have any sort of chance it's got to be you know like either the Europeans are ahead or at least only down by two to have a chance because you've got to put pressure on the Americans and they had zero pressure. Let me ask you guys this question that I was going to ask at the end of the show is the international team better than the European team for the first time ever.
3: Okay. So let's think about it. Hideki, Adam
1: Scott, Abe,
3: uh, Mark Leishman, Abe answer, Louie, um, Jason Sung, Sung J. M., Jason um, play, uh, can, are we going be to
4: are we gonna be able to count the koreans young korean men mm, for, Do now, it for now for yeah. now
3: until because i don't know off the top of my head how old they are when they have to complete their military service by so we'll say sung jay i would still say the europeans are probably a little better you think i think so only because of rom- the, the, the top end talent on the european team is better i agree rom rory hovland the top end talent is better
4: I'm trying to pull up the standings right now so I don't miss anything. Man, here, I
1: could so. not have been more wrong about this Ryder Cup.
3: I mean, Hideki's hit and miss. Hideki can be great. Hideki can have a bad week with the putter, and it's just like he doesn't exist. Um, who else? Cam Smith, another guy we're Camp forgetting. Smith, I forgot yep. about Cam Smith. Absolutely. He's strong. Um, who else we're we forgetting? No did, Canadians. Did we say Louie? We said yep, Louis. Yep, All Abe's right, the so. only guy from Mexico. I said was Hoot. Yep. Bezayden Hoot be in Smith, there.
4: Uh, Carlos Ortiz. Leishman. Ortiz. Neiman. Neiman Corey, Corey, yeah. Corey Connors. Is Higo.
3: Connors. Yeah, I forgot about Connors. Higo, Higo could be.
4: Leishman. Bezayden Hoot. Uh, like I said, Adam Scott sent him. I'm just going through the Probably World Probably still
3: stuff. the Euros, but... I mean, there's a bunch of guys on those international team that could take the place of some guys on the lower end of the Euro team. Yeah. I mean yeah, Answer, Cam Smith, Hick. Your boy Eric
4: Van Royen, he's fifty third in the world. So I mean <laughs> I mean I mean, so yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of it's they're pretty close to make your point, Sam. I mean, I don't think that it's been as much description as
3: it had been ten years ago at least. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. So any any other closing thoughts before we get out of here? Yes. Oh yes. Best memory. Best memory. Um I think the thing that I will remember most is probably the final day, Bryson driving on number one green. And then you assume, okay, Sergio's going to have a 10-footer for Birdie to still have the hole because Bryson's not going to make it from 41 feet and it's curling off that ridge, and he just jars it dead weight right in the middle. Crowd goes nuts. To me, that was emblematic and symbolic of the entire week for the I Americans. could not
1: agree more. That's what I was going to go with. Uh, or you could go with Bryson's drive on the par five. Both of them are instances where it – you just cannot beat but By, the, by the way,
3: it was two inches away from the most memorable moment being Brooks Kepka making an ace to clinch the final point. That would, that, that would have been sick. Oh, my God. That oh would have been goodness. unbelievable. That ball barely missed. Barely. The How many times
1: this week, Colby, did you see the Europeans make putts just to tie the hole?
4: Oh, yeah. They were having to do it all week. They made, made them all up. And the Americans finally made putts, too, which was a different change. So here, I got a couple of questions I want to ask y'all. First one is because you brought it up, clinching point. Do we do we want to take into consideration that Morikawa on eighteen could have literally taken a three wood on the green and hit it back towards the tee box and that would have been the clinching point?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, it was weird. How stupid it is that? It was weird. Like, why
4: why his putt on seventeen to make sure that the have is sealed? Why is that not the clinching point? Because they already had fourteen. He made that putt to make sure it's a have. So That's a great it, question. So he he had he missed an eight footer because on, the, on the match
1: last... hasn't ended yet.
3: Yeah. Because t- I mean, technically but, but, the point's not on the board, but I see what you mean. It's. It technically was the clutching point. It's semantics. It it is semantics. So
4: literally, besides pride and wanting to win the match, he literally could have taken... Any club he wanted to and hit it 100 yards, 300 yards in the opposite direction, and we win the Ryder Cup, and that's the cleansing point.
3: Just hit it in Lake Michigan for up, fun and then concede on the tee box? He ended up yeah. losing the hole, by the way. He did, he did yeah, because yeah. he missed an
4: eight-footer. And <laughs> yeah. the putt given to him from Hovland was because, the winning putt. And that's by why, the way, and the, that's swaggy,
3: not right. the swaggiest thing of all time would have been if Morikawa would have hit it into Lake Michigan and then took his hat off and shook Victor Hovland's hand. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> that's for yeah. love, Yeah, That's for Bin <laughs> baby. baby. Yeah. Shout out so, Major Ed.
4: So one, a couple other things I want to point out. One is that I thought it was awesome that Cantlay went no hat against the Euros because Euros are known for not wearing hats. He's a white forehead. So, I, so always, <laughs> I always think no hat is weird on a golf course. So I, I, lo- Me lo- too. I love the fact that he went against the Euros and did. I love it. Uh, next thing I want to say is that you could tell how upset Rory was in that yeah. in that interview. I thought that that was really cool. Rory D- to see that. It just shows how much people care
3: about this. Uh, And I just think Rory is one of the most open and honest athletes we have in all of sports. I mean, when Rory talks, Rory speaks from the heart. And that interview he did with Sky Sports was so Rory, it was so great and i mean rory is just so likable i know he hasn't been as great since 2014 he hasn't been putting up more majors and stuff he's been in a little bit of a slump the last couple years rory is awesome
1: and if you remember back in the day probably about 10 years ago rory was getting flack for saying you know he doesn't love golf you know and i feel like that that's kind of the same uh thing that people thought about brooks kepka before Uh this Ryder cup and it just proves that Time and time again, this Ryder Cup changes guys' feelings on not only Ryder Cup but the game of golf as a whole. Yeah,
4: yeah. and a couple other points. One, I, we showed this video during the break of the European caddies on Saturday night and drinking, having a good time. Sam mentioned there may have been some players there. We're not sure. If the if the American caddies would have done that when they were down eleven to five, they would have the Europe. We would have got absolutely obliterated by the media. We would have just thought, oh, they don't care. They're just letting them do the thing.
3: So why are, they, why are we going to give the Europeans a break? Honestly, I think it might be a cultural difference. It's, it because is. in Europe, drinking is so much more like mainstream and getting hammered is just so much more of like a mainstream thing that everyone does. The drinking and age is younger. And we don't know that they were hammered.
1: They were having a good time singing the song. Like, they they could have been. But what I'm saying is they could have also just had a couple beers. And I'd then say, there's then probably a six, I say the, the odds of that
4: happening are pretty similar. I'd say
1: there's a 69% chance they were hammered. Okay, but all, my point is, like, who cares if the, the caddies? I think cares. it's a, I
3: think it's a cultural difference. Also,
4: I, 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 that's
1: also, not I'm, that's not why they lost the Ryder Cup. That's for well, sure. Maybe I, I, it would have been is, a
4: bigger deal if it would have been close. Yeah, my point being is that if if America's had such a bad time in the Ryder Cup, if the American caddies posted a video on Saturday night when they're down six points and them getting hammered and acting like that they don't that they don't care, the the media would have absolutely ripped
3: them. Uh, and, and but, I, but I don't also, think you the can American deny that. the American media would have ripped them. We have literally no idea. If European talk show hosts are are ripping them today for not caring enough, that's fascinating. I I haven't heard anything over here about it. Also, JT
1: and Berger did shotgun beers on the T-Box. Imagine if they would have lost.
3: Right? Oh, my God. If they would have lost, whoo, buddy. I mean, first off, it would have been an epic collapse to lose.
1: But all I'm saying is, imagine you get swept in that afternoon session and then end up losing after you shotgun beers and say Berger and. JT lose their singles match. It would have been.
4: It oh, would not have been great. It would have been
3: bad. It would for not them. have been
1: great.
4: Yeah, exactly. So that so that's going from one beer to drinking twenty of them. One's acceptable. One. How do you but, know they
1: were drinking twenty beers though?
4: Look at their face, Sam. You've been drunk before. You know what a drunk person looks I like. I
1: know, but like all I'm saying is they're the caddies. They're singing a song the night before. They <laughs> look. They didn't have to tee off until eleven o'clock, like a.m., which is pretty late, comparable to what they normally tee off. That's the caddies. Who
4: cares? I'm not saying anything is wrong with what they did at all. My point is being I I just try to flip the roles, and I say if the Americans would have done in a similar situation, people would be talking about it. I know they would. And that's where it goes to
1: Colby's point. Like it's just a cultural difference. Like when we look at it, that's the that's honestly, I wasn't surprised at all. That's what I kind of imagine the European caddies are doing.
3: Because more speaking more to the cultural difference side of it, in Scotland, if they saw that video, they're probably thinking. Well, hell, I'd have been getting hammered too if I was down eleven to five. <laughs> I Man, mean, I'd be getting uh, yeah. I getting drunk
4: too. I was just looking at it from a media perspective. Yeah. Of, I mean, we want to criticize the American team all the time, and if the Americans would have done this, it would.
1: It I would think have the whole deal about it is you're going to get criticized in the media if you lose. If you win, everything's okay. Yeah.
3: If you win, everything's okay. Winning solves everything. We it like does. we
4: like Bryson now because we like won. Bryson
3: now. I mean, Bryson's great. Brooks Brooks is great. Honestly, um, yeah. We, it, it,
4: if the we've, U.S. We've all, would have lost,
3: yeah. We've all come to the realization that we can actually live without Patrick Reed in team events. Who? Shocker. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. don't know who that is. Never heard of her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess I'm going with Hideaway for the pizza. With with hideaway? I, 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 go, I mean, what do
4: you suggest? Hideaway's good I mean, is Hideaway the best, like, I guess it's not really a chain. There's a few of them. But what, what's a better pizza than Hideaway? Hideaway is the best, to me, Oklahoman
3: pizza joint. Yeah, but I you got to get that
1: Hideaway. you got to get the thin crust whatever topping you like, but no. the Thin Crust Hideaway is no. gas. No. I'll tell, I tell you what's tossed. good
4: is the, and that's the reason I asked about substituting. They got some good fried mushrooms there. That's good. They have better ranch too. They have they really have
3: good. good, I'm not a ranch guy, but they have really good uh, mozzarella sticks at Hideaway. They also they have uh, the pepperoni palooza pizza, which is like three different kinds of pepperoni. And it's just, there's like four pieces of pepperoni in every bite. And for a pepperoni holic like myself. Pepperoni Palooza from the Hideaway hits the spot. What
4: kind of pepperoni is it? I didn't know they had. I don't different know. There's like pepperoni. there's bigger
3: ones, there's smaller ones. It's it's weird. But <laughs> so it's is very it a type
4: of mean or is it the size of the pepperoni that's different? That's
3: a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, giving you four know.
4: different types of pepperonis. They're just all different. But it's sizes. so
3: good, man. It is so good.
4: That's like saying I'm giving you four different drinks. They're all cokes. Ones a thirty two ounce, ones a twenty ounce, the others a sixteen ounce. More or less,
3: yeah. But they're all so good. I'm telling you, Pepperoni Palooza can't miss. Anywhere that has good thin crusts, I'm in. So you're a thin crust guy. Yeah. My, my wife's a thin crust gal, and I just—it's not my thing. It's, it's, I feel like I can eat the whole pizza and not feel bad about it. I feel it. like I'm eating a chip. It is. But That's why exactly what I like But it. why would oh, I want to yeah. eat the whole pizza in one sitting? Why wouldn't I want to have three slices left over for the next morning? So you're just now, you're see, not now, as big as me. Now we're getting it's into true. the cold
4: pizza versus. <laughs> hey, this that was
1: have, that was a skinny guy's perspective. Mine is how much can I eat right now, and still feel okay about it?
4: Cold pizza or no, Sam.
1: <laughs> I love cold pizza.
4: See, I, I'm out on the cold pizza. I'm a cold pizza guy. Kobe as loves Kobe's cold, been eating cold pizza ever since I shout know. Shout out Skip. As, as long as yeah, <laughs> shout out Skip.
3: Uh, old school throwback. Uh as long as the pizza is sufficiently sauced, it is good cold. If it's like dry pizza and they didn't put enough sauce on it, I don't think it's good left over. Cause then you're basically eating cold bread. <laughs> was DJ sufficiently sauced? DJ was sufficiently <laughs> sauced. Absolutely 110%. So DJ is an example of, like you mentioned earlier, drink responsibly. Absolutely, hundred percent. Sam? I don't know. You're kind of uh, in a hole that you already have to dig out of. but wrong. You want to make like a, a Canes battle on the Cowboys-Eagles game tonight? No, no. No. No.
1: <laughs> no. If you want to give me 10 points, yeah.
3: God. Give
1: me 10 That's points. That's like, what, six above
3: the spread? Yeah. I think it's three and a half is the spread. It's four, isn't it? It three I think and it's and moved, it moved did it the move? Eagles way. I think it's moved the Eagles way. It, it did? You want to hold off? Okay, why don't we hold off? I'm wearing an Eagles hat right now. It's down now. to three.
4: Money's down coming in on three. the Eagles. down to three. It's Give, minus, three, give minus me one four 16, and I'll make about a pizza th- bet on it's it. It's about to go up to three
3: and a half. I won't give you four, but I'll give you the three. I'll lay the three <laughs> for a Kane's bet.
4: <laughs> no way, bro. Okay. They, they, My they, luck this weekend has
1: been too bad to make any more
3: bets. They play again at the end of the Why don't you do
4: this so you can root for every team? Who's got the over? Who's got the under? 51 and a half.
3: Yeah, but I'm not gonna bet go, on the over under. But I would take, I would go I would go over. I would go
1: both defenses. I mean the I, the Eagles tend to score a lot of points on the Cowboys.
3: Well also games. also DeMarcus Lawrence is out, he broke his foot, uh Keanu Neal got COVID, so he's out. Randy Gregory, I think, might still be out. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna take the over. Does this count as a new week? Uh yes. No. But like no. Sunday so no. does Sunday.
1: Technically Monday night football's from the week still the week no, before. No, I understand so. that. But like I'm saying as far as my luck goes. Oh, like you're you're
3: asking if your luck changed when you woke up this morning. You,
4: you did your own luck. You I'm haven't due. seen the dark night.
1: You know how last week I was saying I'm due? I'm still
3: due. You've so, been due for a minute, my friend. So this might <laughs> be it. I don't know.
1: I
4: know. Line uh, Eagles are plus one fifty on the money line. I bet that that's not bad.
3: Plus one fifty is pretty you good. You guys on. are just trying to convince me to go no, straight up. No, it's a division game. Colby. It's a division. Division games are always close in the NFC East. When do division games in the NFC East ever turn into blowouts? If the Giants, if the Giants blow are anybody out, the Giants are bad. We need by divisions by the way. in golf. All right, good stuff. Uh, Let's do it. Colby Sanderson Farms. Colby, is like, the minus three and a half. Split the difference. Give I'm me the no Eagles. Point. The line's three. It was four. It's about to move to three and a half. It was but four. But it's not three and a half. The it was four. Three. Hold right. on. Let me look I'll at. I'll lay the three and a half. All right. Three, three and a half. Hey, bet. for any of uh, our people. Bet. Do pizza so I can bring all the pizzas tomorrow. All right. Pizza bet. All right. I will say this.
4: Three and three and a half. That's a big difference for our betters out there listening. We all that's, know how important the hook nah, is. Nah, because...
1: That yeah. was the art of the deal, right there, for everybody listening. That's how you finagle your way into another half point.
3: <laughs> That's how you get a gambling degenerate to agree to gamble a game. because he wants to have action. Great stuff from the Euros. Great stuff from our man Woody. Still huge shout out to our guest last week, Woody Scott for playing Major Ed that joined us on Friday. You can check out our Twitter at the How 73rd good was hole. last week, by the way? So great! Oh, I mean, it was fabulous. Our, the guests that we've had on the show are unbelievable. Creole Gellerman. I mean, all the guys that we've had on recently, and just throughout our time as a show. Couldn't be more appreciative of our great guests and all of our great listeners. We appreciate y'all listening. If Make there's sure, any guests y'all want to see now that we have time. Let us know. We have time. It's off-season, baby, kind of. Yeah. Sanderson's this week, so we'll preview the Sanderson in yeah. the next day or two. But uh, Shout out Creel. It's mostly off-season. Josh Creel will be in the field. Eugenio Chicara from Oklahoma is State he? is in the field this That'll week at the stuff. Sanderson, so uh, we'll see who gets to. For our college golf fans, now we're rounding into college golf.
1: We stuff. are. Uh, by the way, October... 24th I want to say we're
3: I'm are you guys going I don't know if y'all so will be there we have we have a wedding that weekend but but Sunday. we might be able to come down for the final day Yeah I that's think. all I'm going yeah. to too So we're referring to the Red River The Red River yes be a huge junior tournament isn't it It's it's, no versus it's normally 10. it's normally at uh Dornick Dorne- Dorne- Hills It's Ryder Cup format though right 12 guys on Kinda. each side No 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 no, no, no. Okay, so explain more. the format explain the format
1: you Well know, back when I, I don't know if they've changed it but back when I was playing it's boys and girls and you have like the top you know, 12 from each age group, I think it is. 12, like 15 that, yeah. from each age group, something like that. Uh, and you play with partners and you get points similar to a Ryder Cup. Uh, there's no singles matches. And, and then there's an individual tournament as well. So, you know, there's an individual aspect to the team tournament. Yeah, there's it's, it's similar to college golf. It's
4: not and you you don't give putts or anything like that. Like you keep okay, you, you keep yeah. your full score and like you you play with someone from Oklahoma and you'll play against two other people from Texas. So it doesn't really matter what everyone else does. That's automatically guaranteed. But you're playing like players from Oklahoma are playing against other people from Oklahoma
1: it, too. Even though you want to beat for Texas. For people that don't know. I mean, the likes of Jordan Spies, Scotty Scheffler, Taylor Gooch. Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore, Max Nick, now let, me, now let me
3: ask you this. So, it's Oklahoma versus Texas. So, does so it have a Ryder Cup put, atmosphere, a.k.a. can I boo the children from Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate, but I will Might say. be frowned upon. Back in the
1: day, uh, I do know that you know Oklahoma dominated the men's side of it, despite the top players from being from Texas um for the most part i mean we still had some good guys but the like stars were always from texas uh the girls i know for a fact have gotten a lot better on the oklahoma side and i want to say that last year the oklahoma won but it's always a really good tournament if if you guys you know want to go spend a weekend down at winstar go watch some good junior golf down there i mean it's gonna be uh, i'm like last year i'm i'm sure that uh maybe not with covid but i'm you know Andrew Goodman. Like, the likes of the guys that you're going to see at OU, you know. Tyler, do you know if
3: Ryder's playing? He should, yeah. He will definitely definitely play,
1: Unless
4: Uh unless something's going on. Unless some
1: giant tournament's going on during it, which they normally schedule it pretty good. Yeah. But – Yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome deal.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, anyway, hit us up at the 73rd hole on Twitter, at 73rd hole. Instagram, go to golfok.org. Golfoklahoma.org. Golf Oklahoma will, I mean, they'll let you know what's going on with all of this stuff uh, as golf in the state of Oklahoma arguably has never been better than it is right now. So, keep up with all that with Golf Oklahoma. Uh, Taylor Sam, great stuff. Again, thanks. Huge shout out to all of our guests. It was a great Ryder Cup, 19 to 9 in favor of the Americans. We're back later in the week to preview the sanderson farms thanks for listening once again to the 73rd hole the official podcast of golf oklahoma